Next on BYUSN, the toughest three-game stretch for BYU football in the inaugural Big 12 campaign. And if any Cougar had a year of eligibility to join the men's basketball team among current dudes not named Jimmer Fredette, who are we picking to join the team? I like an NBA champion always, Jerem. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. <laughs> Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, April 11th. I am Spencer Linton alongside Nintendo wizard Jerem Jordan. I'm excited to see the Mario movie. You haven't seen it. I've heard it's good. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, and it's, it's going to be fun. When we were kids, obviously, playing NES, and I, I think you have one. I, I, we both have emulators yes. where we can play. 2,700 games. It's too many. Like, all I need is Tecmo Super Bowl and on the Sega NBA Jam, maybe Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. I, I don't need a lot. Super Mario. What do just, you need? Just a few? Yeah, just a few. Typically, I need some NCAA College Football 97. It's so bad, though. <laughs> I, yeah, it was fun to play at the Throwing time. with Steve Sarkeesian to Kaipo McGuire and K.O. Kalalui. Yeah. yeah. BYU had their magical those guys 96 campaign. Yeah, they were they were in the alumni game. Yeah. How fun is that? Awesome, man. Uh, I told Kale, hey, if you score in that same corner that you scored against Texas A&M, you got to bobble the ball. He goes, you got it. <laughs> the reason I love that game so much, it was the first time the EA Sports had really gone like all in on national rankings. And so, like, mm. to be able to control a Dude, team's we're playing destiny, A&M, yes, like, the idea of that as a junior high kid, like being in the national rankings and leading BYU to a national championship again for the first time since 1984, yeah. that was very exciting. I couldn't even count to 25 when I was 14, so it was exciting to finally learn that. The graphics the game, and yeah. the gameplay, however, so bad. Not but at great. the time, we didn't think that. At the time, it was fine. And you audible, your quarterback's voice changes into an entirely different person. Blue, blue, red! <laughs> like, what happened to... Uh, did, did we switch quarterbacks Sark. mid-play? What happened to Sark today? <laughs> yeah, on today's show, what's the toughest three-game stretch of the BYU football schedule? We talked to some members of uh, the most dominant team on campus, the Cougarettes, fresh off of two national titles. Is Steve Young the ultimate hype man? We've got video that has the proof. And we rank each of Luke Anderson's five extra base hits from yep. Saturday in today's Top 5 Tuesday. Here are today's headlines. Beginning with football news, specifically BYU offensive lineman Blake Freeland has moved up to sixth best offensive tackle available in this year's NFL draft. And that is according to the draft expert, Mel Kuyper in his position rankings. Does this mean Blake? could maybe sneak into the second round? That means second round to me. Uh, just depends if a team picks him as the sixth offensive tackle. Sophomore safety Dean Jones from football announced he is entering the transfer portal. He played in three games last season and had one tackle. BYU men's volleyball has jumped up to number six in the latest ABCA coaches poll. Go, I brethren. think they should have been number five. They'll face number eight Stanford this weekend. Final two matches of the regular season as the Cougars look to close out a perfect home campaign. BYU can clinch the two seed in the MPSF tournament if they win both matches against Stanford. Our producer Harrison Collier and I yesterday created the seven situations and all the tiebreakers. It's on the whiteboard. Go look. Situational awareness? Obedience to winning. <laughs> well played, Mauer. BYU softball <laughs> loses to number 24 Utah last night. Not a laughing matter. 6-4. You'd scored all six runs in the sixth. Yeah. BYU was up. Violet Zvodnik, of course, hit a three-run homer to cut it to two. But the comeback fell short, unfortunately. As here just blast one into right field and gone. Cougars back at it tonight. 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app against Utah Valley. 
And freshman Haley Morrow was named WCC Player of the Week after hitting 444 last week. She's the fifth Cougar to win the award this season. Busy night at Miller Park because on the other side of softball, BYU Baseball will host Utah Tech. First pitch, 8 Eastern. The Cougars lost 10-9 in the previous showdown between these teams back on March 7th. Live on BYU TV and the BYU radio app. I love when softball and baseball both play. It's a very fun environment in yep. Miller Park. Get out and there. And it's going to be it 73 degrees. Uh, yeah, perfect conditions. Women's golf has started playing the second round of the BYU Intercollegiate at Riverside Country Club in Provo, just down the street. Cook's currently in second place at 10 over. Anik Hutchkovich being the top BYU golfer, tied for sixth at even par. BYU men's golf currently tied for fifth in the Western Collegiate Tournament at Pasa Tiempo Golf Club. 18 strokes behind Cal. Again, that's a team score. Keanu Aquina leads BYU individually at four under par. Live scoring available at golfstat.com. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending, presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. We are discussing the power of threes today, and we have broken down the BYU football schedule in year one of the Big 12 into this category. What is the toughest three-game stretch that BYU will face in the fall? Jerem, what do you think? you got to circle three consecutive games. Can I do a square? Is that okay? Or you could square it. Okay, yeah. just checking. You could, I don't probably know, rectangle it? Yeah, probably rectangle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. What's your toughest rectangled three-game stretch for BYU football? I'll probably do a triangle at this point. But I looked to the last three games. Uh, I looked to Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Two of those at home, which is nice. But I'm just thinking, because BYU's never played 10 Power Fives in a season, I think BYU is going to be beat up. And what do you tired. have left? Yes, what do you have left in the tank? And hopefully BYU has what it's been building for years, which is enough depth to sustain some injuries, to sustain some fatigue, being banged up, guys playing who aren't 100%, obviously. Um, Iowa State at home, I expect BYU to win that game. Oklahoma at home, I'm hoping BYU wins that game. Senior Oklahoma night. State on the road, I'm hoping BYU wins that game. I sure hope BYU has at least five wins going into those last three. Because if, if BYU only has four at that point, and you have to win two of those three, that will be tough. Now, my hope and prayer is that BYU actually has six wins mm. by the time they get there. Then a seventh over Iowa State would be awesome. And then it's like, oh, can we get eight by beating Oklahoma or Oklahoma State? And uh, if you win both, of course, that's unbelievable. If you can somehow go nine and three in the regular season in year one, I think we'd all take like seven and five right now if we could. Rather, if you said seven and five or play it out, obviously I want to play it out because I want to see how it goes. But I would be uh, sufficiently happy with seven and five. So I, I think it's those three, um, and I could, I could see an argument for, I could see an argument for the first three, frankly, because <laughs> it's like get out to see. And if you can somehow beat Arkansas, like, how are you looking? Are you healthy going into conference play? Certainly those are the easiest uh, three given the first two. But it's going to be tough the whole way. We don't know how choppy these waters are in the Big 12. But I'm looking at those last three because I'm looking at Iowa State 45th. This is SP plus going into the season. Oklahoma 14, Oklahoma State 34 on the road. Um, yeah, Iowa State at home. But those are two tough games to finish. Sure. Yeah. And. 
uh, along the lines of where you're thinking is like, how much does BYU have left in the tank? I'm a little concerned about what BYU is going to have left in the tank once you get to mid-October. Mm. Like, because sometimes course, guys will get injured life. early and then yeah. you may have some people come back later in the season. Who knows? I mean, it's the wild. Injuries are the ultimate wild card. But I'm also looking at where BYU has to travel in consistent weeks. And that kind of was the center of why I picked my three-game stretch. So I'm going with, on October 21st, to start it up, BYU's at home against Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid in the house with Matt Bushman, hopefully. A game I think BYU can and should win because they're on their home field. Let's go, baby. But they face Texas Tech a week after they have to go on the road to Dallas-Fort Worth and face TCU. So the Texas Tech game is right after TCU. <laughs> okay, tough road scenario. Then BYU's got to take two long road trips. One to what I think is going to be the toughest road game all year yep. at Texas. Texas could potentially be like a legitimate top 10 or top 15 team. Every year we think so. Maybe <laughs> Texas is actually back. But they it felt like they were trending that way last year. Texas was a solid team last Their year. Their super ranking was really high. And, of course, you got uh, Baby Manning maybe at the helm. We'll yeah. see. Quinn Ewers and is Quinn the guy, Ewers right? And Quinn Ewers was awesome until he got hurt. Yeah. Until he cut his hair. <laughs> Samson! Okay, <laughs> yeah. not just that. So BYU's got to go to Austin – and then they have to go to Morgantown. And if you are aware of Keaton Slovis's interaction with West Virginia's fan base when yeah. he was at Pittsburgh. I've seen it. It's going to be an absolute hornet's nest for Keaton Slovis. They're like going oh, yeah, into Morgantown. Guy. Morgantown, listen. He said a swear. <laughs> if you don't like Laramie. <laughs> the new Laramie is Morgantown. It's Morgantown. Absolutely. It is 100% Absolutely. Morgantown in the Big 12. Is it worse? <laughs> they hate Keaton Slovis yeah. as a fan base. Yes. And now BYU comes in, okay, to the Laramie of the Big 12. You combo that at the end of that three-game stretch. Yeah. I'm concerned, Jerem. I'm concerned about what BYU will have left when they roll in early November, halfway across the country, yep. into a hard place to get to, Morgantown, West Virginia. So Texas Tech, yeah, not in the matchup itself, not a super tough game, but it's because it follows TCU, and you know you got to go to Texas and to West Virginia. It, it's absolutely tough. Too. That stretch, what's interesting is your three-game stretch falls right after my three-game like, stretch. Yeah, we, did, we didn't even... Touch games at all. It's like, no, this stuff. Uh, yeah, and like, I, okay, look at, looking in three-game stretches, Sam Houston, Southern Utah, Arkansas, certainly the easiest three-game stretch. How, by the way, are we used to staring at the schedule yet? I'm not. Where I look at it and I go, oh, this is great. It'll feel <laughs> real when BYU actually plays a Big 12 game to me. Like when so they're at four. Kansas, it's like, okay, now yeah. it's on. And you'll be there. Um, it'll feel real to me when... Well, it's probably Texas. It won't feel real to me until a, a, a non-new Big 12 team plays in Provo. Mm. So that's Texas Tech. Okay. Where it's like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, this is a conference game? We've already had three of these? Wow, BYU's 6-0 and ranked ninth? This is great. <laughs> um, that's the hope, right? Okay, then Kansas, Cincinnati, TCU. BYU's got to go 2-1 in that stretch. BYU's got to walk out of the first six, 4-2. 
Because then you allow two and four if crap hits the fan, right? To get bowl eligible. To get bowl eligible, at least. Because then it's the three games you highlighted, and then, and then it's the, the three games I highlighted. So the hope is, yeah, you beat Sam Houston, Southern Utah, Kansas, and Cincinnati. Because those are four home uh, – sorry, three of those four at home, and those feel winnable, Cincinnati being the toughest of those. At Arkansas, if BYU wins that, awesome. Um, at oh, man, TCU, now we're talking about a 3-0 start and BYU potentially being, like, ranked. K.J. Jefferson's back, uh, the quarterback that chewed up BYU last year. He returned. Let's hope BYU's defense is a little better this year, this go-around against Arkansas than they were last year. <laughs> if it's not, it's going to be it's a long It's going to be a long I, Listen, it's, the, it's men's warehouse, I guarantee it. Like, BYU's going to be better on defense. Let's go. Okay, topic two. This one's submitted by former Coug Logan Magnuson. Yes. Gone Vegas. The WCC tournament, good to see him. Great dude. It, quote, if you could choose any former BYU basketball player in their current shape, excluding Jimmer Fredette, not, in, not inclusive of the Jimmer, to get another year of eligibility and be on this upcoming roster, this is a very April 11th topic. Yeah, yeah. Who would it be? It was so fast for me. The answer, like, immediately popped in my head. Elijah Bryant. Mm. Like, the dude has There's one a ch- seat for Elijah yes, always. at BYU. Right now. Yeah. He's won championships at the European level. I heard that. And he's an NBA Finals champion. He was good enough to get picked up by the Milwaukee Bucks. Elijah is a big-time bucket maker. What's his middle name again? I don't know. Brigham. Oh, okay. He has maybe the greatest name. Elijah Brigham Bryant. It's amazing, right? His middle name is Brigham? Yes. I'm not kidding. <laughs> How did I not Repping know this? Repping the brand! How did I not know this? He's the best. That's incredible. Awesome. Okay, so Elijah Brigham Bryant mm-hmm. is my answer. Yep. Jeremy, you plug and play him. Like, if, if, like, we could legitimately put Elijah Bryant back into the BYU lineup. Like, I'm ready to say BYU is an NCAA tournament team. I'm not kidding. That like, much. He's that good of a player right now. This is a fun but silly topic. And don't get my hopes up because it can't happen. Because um, I'm not going to think that hard about it. I say Brandon Davies because BYU needs a big man. They need a five. Um, so I say Brandon. Brandon was really good at BYU. He's like four times better than he was at BYU now. Like he shoots threes. His uh, post game is even better than it was, which it was amazing. Great footwork. And he, like Elijah, had his cup of, uh, you know, post him in the NBA. Yes. 76ers and Nets. Thank you for using the postum reference, as always. Don't drink coffee. That's, I know that's your sparks. thing. That's your thing. Cup of postum. <laughs> have you tried postum? I have. It's so bad. Not good. <laughs> Thanks, Brady Hope. Not good. Uh, Brandon has a tremendous experience as well. Not an NBA or EuroLeague uh, champ, per se. Did he win one with FC Barcelona? Maybe he did. But he's got great experience in uh, Zalgiris and Lithuania, FC Barcelona in Spain, um, Olympia Milano in Italy now. Different names for that he's team. a euro league like all-star yeah super experience alley-oop dunks like brandon could definitely help this team right now as a five now now this is a fun but silly topic BYU needs to find the next brandon davis um, and the next elijah bryant and the next elijah bryant yes um what the best byu teams had multiple pros on them i say pros meaning europe right Obviously, we would like NBA players at this institution. Yeah. That is something that needs to occur in the future. Mm. Should BYU uh, embrace its Big 12 destiny, which is, yeah, competing in the Big 12. We're not talking about winning the Big 12. Let's not get crazy. That'd be awesome. Don't get me wrong. But, like, making the tourney two out of every four years, you probably got to have some NBA guys. Um, and what's weird is you can do it without them. Like, the 2019-20 team didn't have an NBA player on the roster. 
but it had several pros, right? Ignoli, Jake, TJ, Zach. And Alex Barcelo. You had five dudes that at least played at the next level, G League or Europe. Okay? That's that pretty good. That was so good. They didn't have an NBA guy, but they could compete. So this just in, Brandon Davis has a year of eligibility. He's joining the team for next year. <laughs> How awesome. With, they're like, uh, you get a COVID year. Yeah. He's like, can you pay me like $2 million? Like, why would I Name image like this. New boundaries. <laughs> let's, let's go. Brett Yormark on line one. Let's, let's discuss the possibility. Theo <laughs> <laughs> Bannon's like, we somehow get more money from the lesson. All right, our question of the day as we move back to football, we let you know our proposed toughest three-game stretches for BYU football. In your opinion, what is the toughest three-game stretch that BYU will face oh, I changed this fall? My, it's these practices this week. Okay. These three practices. All right, Coach, take it one Coach Jerem. Coach Jerem and his cup of post-them settle cl- down. Give me a clipboard. I've been drinking <laughs> post-them all gosh dang morning. Brian got to bring the demons out of me. Brian Buss on Twitter answers. Toughest three-game stretch. He agrees with you, Jerem. Thank you. The final three games. Good. Hey, social, um, thanks for uh, putting that in and agreeing with me. Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. Two of three on the road, but that's not the case. Two of three are at home, actually. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, two of those Oh, are... BYU's taking down Boomer sooner. Okay. That wagon ain't coming through LES. So, that's a little a little erroneous there, but he says <laughs> that's all right. already that's played right. six Power Fives, yep. tied for most ever for the entire season. Uh, BYU no, did play seven, seven Power Fives before in 2013. 2013. Yep. yep. Including a bowl game, but six in the regular season. Point remains, yep. Cougars have to finish with three Power Fives to close out the season. Likely beat up, depth test. If yeah, BYU isn't yeah. bowl eligible, by the time of the Iowa State game, they may not make a bowl. I'd like to have six wins going. Like, to be six and three would be nice. Trust me. I would we, take we five all... and four going into the Iowa State game. And then win one of the last three. Yep. Okay. Yep. BYU softball hosts Utah Valley tonight, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Cougars 23-1 and in Provo all-time versus the Wolverines. Fresh off another dual championship weekend. You know, this is just what the Cougarettes do. Hey! Lauren Billings Gamble and Abby Kelly in Studio B next. This is BYU Sports Nation. The champs are here. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. That's self-sufficient heart of the empire, yes. We, we only growing stronger, reaching higher, yes. Queens, we self-empowered, focusing, united, yes. Precision, awesome, and yes, elite. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. You just saw the Cougarettes. I am Spencer Linton. Jerem Jordan is in the Cougar Council Room now with a pair of national champion Cougarettes, Lauren Billings-Gamble and Abby Kelly. Thanks, Spence. The champs are here. Uh, thanks for being on the show, and congratulations on the national championships. Thank you so Thank much. You. Okay, let's start with you, Lauren. Uh, Lauren. There's yeah. a di- Lauren and Lauren. There's Either always way. that conversation. Yeah. Either way. Mom calls me one. Dad calls me the other. So. And your preference is? I say Lauren. Lauren it is. Yep. Um, okay, this was your last go. Yes. Uh, fifth year Cougarette. You win two national championships. What was it like? Absolutely incredible. Um, these years on Cougarettes have been amazing and kind of like life-altering years for me. And so to be able to leave on top, I think is a perfect exclamation point and I couldn't have asked for a better week. And Abby, this was it for you as well after yeah. your fourth year. Um, winning both obviously was the goal, right? And you guys did it. Right. And I would say every single year it gets harder. The more you win, the harder it is to keep winning, right? The expectation is set. Yeah. So 
coming off of two wins last year, like we did not expect this to be easy. And honestly, like I didn't think that we could do it. No. Like I, well, I did, but you know, it's hard to win two, two years in a row. Congrats. I've never done that before. Oh, you would come away with single titles. Yep. But two, two years in a row was new. It's never happened. Wow. Yep. So for this to be the, it was just, yeah, it was felt so amazing. The standard's so high for you guys. We okay. expect you to win the national championship. What kind of pressure do you feel? And maybe is that positive pressure in any way of like, hey, we are the best. We're going to win this. But like you said, you just carved out some new ground here. Yeah, I'm think, I think it's a lot of positive pressure. Yeah. Um, with anything great and risky, there's going to be pressure. But each year we come back and we try to elevate what we did the year before. And so last year we put on some incredible routines and took some, you know, new steps that were scary and we didn't know how the judges were going to take them and it went really well so we're like okay for this year we got to innovate we got to do something harder we got to change our choreography to make it more stylized like we're always adding little things mm -hmm. and yeah it's just it's really cool it's fun that like we really are just competing against ourselves yeah. like everyone else there they um they bring amazing things but yes. when you're the reigning champion it's like who are you trying to be other than the reigning champion? So it's like every year we're just trying to be better than our routines were the previous year so that we can continue to be on top. So you felt like you had to elevate your own game as opposed to you against the field. Totally. Right. Yeah. That's interesting too. And similar, I guess, the only other sport that could compare that we kind of covered, right, is gymnastics where it's like, well, we're just trying to do our best. Hopefully it's better than yours. Yeah. Right. Yep. But it's not head to head, yeah. which is interesting. Who's your next closest competition in, in both? In both. I think it varies depending on the year. It does change. Yeah, this year in hip-hop, it was Boise. And in jazz. And in jazz. Boise State, BYU. Yeah. Which Boise is so State. fun. That's awesome. Boise yeah. State looked so good. Yeah. We like, like she said, the competitors are a little bit different every year. So sometimes it's Louisville, sometimes it's Texas Tech, like kind of just depending on the year. But Boise showed up this year. Yeah. They looked so good. It it's fun to kind of try and beat the best, right? And compete against the best. And so we want everyone else to do an amazing job so we right. can rise above. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not like, okay, we're targeting so-and-so. It's looking in the mirror. Totally. More so. 100%. And, and sort of history. Right. Yeah. Like, is, is that a thing you feel? Like, okay, we win every year. We got we to gotta do this again. We can't be the group that doesn't win it. Right. That's sort of a negative yeah. mindset, right? But like, yeah. you want to keep the streak going, right? Right. Totally. I think there's an expectation, mm -hmm. like you said, to, to go out there and do an amazing job and, and win. And, and so we just try to level up yeah. every year. If we don't look better than, we, than ourselves were the previous year, they're not going to give it to us, right? Like, they the want to see a level up. you to your own standard yep. from mm -hmm. last year. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, Daytona Beach. Obviously, we've had a lot of snow. Yes. How awesome was that to get out of that and go amazing. to Daytona Beach? <laughs> it was amazing. amazing. It was hot. Oh, yeah. Probably my hottest fanshell experience. Agreed. Like too hot? To where you're like, well, now wait a minute. It's I'm hot. I'm going to go back yeah. to the snow and feel okay. When it's yeah. time to dance in it, it's a little too hot. Yeah. But when you're on and the you're beach outdoors, playing. Right? For finals in hip hop, we compete outside. You're outside. Yep. So yeah. pr prior to that, were you indoors? Yes. And then you sort of display to a, maybe a bigger crowd or something? Mm -hmm. Is yes. it on the beach? Yes, right oh, on the beach. Nice. It's so fun. It's filled with people just in the audience and standing room. And then also you can see people on the beach who are like looking over. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Yep. yep. That's awesome. Yep. Okay. Um, you know, for this program and sort of what it means to win these national championships, w when you win and then you win the other one and you take the photo with like the two <laughs> flags, right, and the trophies. What, what does that mean to sort of have that culminating event for the program, for you, for 
BYU Cougar Ed history. Do you want to start that one? It is so rewarding. Like we, I don't totally think anyone other than the girls on the team and the coaches, like the girls who go through it will understand the amount of work that goes into it. Um, I think since we win a lot, people just assume, oh, well, then it must be an easy task and it, it must not be a big deal for you guys. But it is so hard. Like every morning, every in our practices, we are working our butts off. So um, to like have that pay off, like it just, it's the greatest feeling ever. It feels like it's all worth it. Like all of the tears, all of the injuries, everything like we did it for something, you know? Will you give me a sense of what goes into, like, what's your schedule like? How, how what's the practice regimen? We practice about three hours, um, Monday through Saturday. Excuse yeah. me? Like 18 hours a week? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that's just kind of like the base. Yes. And then a choreography. The base. A choreography week is, is a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, or even just, for example, when we got to nationals, we had a Wednesday of practice. We did about 10 hours just in that day, Wednesday mm. of just practice. And wow. I think that's one of the things that helps us be so much better in each year is we practice so much. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, is Charlie Bird hanging out with you guys? Oh, right? yeah. I thought he was there. He yes. was. We love Charlie. That's awesome. Yep. He's he's really good at getting the crowd so yes, hyped. He's so fun. He is he's so still good got at it. it. Like oh, he, yeah. Was he doing a master's or something? I swear I saw him yes. a couple years ago around still. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. He was on the cheer team last year. So I think yep. that's kind of fun for him to be around. Like support still cheer, got it. Support the Cougarettes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's very cool. Um, it, like when it's your turn, I think in the what second quarter at football games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is Between. that like, is that like the big time for sort of the? Obviously, you want to win the national championship, but yeah. like to to the home crowd. Right. Is that like okay? Every home game, we got to bring it. We got to. And it. Cosmo. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. I think one thing we love about football is that it's a huge crowd. Yeah. And so. And they know too. Like they're like, oh, great time. Yeah. Yes. Let's watch. Yes. They're not like going to get a cookie tail. They're watching. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. It's it's so fun to get to perform in front of so many people and the environment is so like I don't know, I feel like I dance better when everybody's cheering and so oh, excited. Yeah. And that helps us I think prepare for nationals too, is dancing in front of those huge crowds. Oh yeah. So yeah. Do, talk to me about the relationship with Cosmo. Because you guys go viral, Cosmo goes viral. Are you expecting like, okay, any moment like everyone could see this routine? I mean, honestly, that's the hope. Like, yeah. we want as much exposure as we can. So we're trying to put together the best routine so that the most people can see it. And Cosmo kills it every time, so that makes it easy. Yeah. Like, Cosmo he, crushes it. He's amazing. He's the, he gave my son a huge hug on Saturday up in the oh. stand. I love Cosmo. We all <laughs> love Cosmo, best. right? You guys are the best. Cosmo is the best. Okay, what is the <clears throat> sort of message to the next group now that you guys are done? Like, hey, car carry this torch. But, like, what, what would you say to the next group? Or do they already know? I think, I think there's an expectation, um, just even when you come to auditions, I think people want to be part of this winning team with a huge legacy. Um, this year, our team theme was to lean in and look up. And along those lines, leaning into the hard things and those hard moments, but also leaning into each other and then looking up to Christ and praying in those hard times and remembering why, why we have this opportunity to dance. And so I think it's important to keep your focus in the right place and remember why you're here. So you can come on and nail it. But yeah. 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 That's well said. Um, and when, speaking of that, like it's a private Christian university affiliated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. On the outside, there's certain stereotypes associated with us here. Then you go and win hip-hop. <laughs> what is that like being there, winning hip-hop? Because I, I look on Twitter even, people are like, 
whoa, BYU. Like, every time, people are surprised. Mm -hmm. What do you see, Abby, when you sort of shatter those stereotypes? Right. I mean, it's fun. It's so fun. It's fun to, like, have almost the odds against you, not that anyone's really trying to bring us down so much. But the perception. Yes, yeah. to break the stereotypes, like, it just makes it all that more, you know, exciting and epic or yeah. It's awesome. Uh, how's uh, Cole's been banged up on the baseball team? He's yes. Your husband, right? Yes. Talked to him Saturday. Sounds yep. like he's doing a little bit better, but uh, it's been a rough season for the guys, but they had a nice series win over the weekend. They played tonight. Yep. I think they've had just a lot of injuries this year. It's just hard to get back up out of those. And so I think as some of their starters start to come back, you know, we'll be able to see some more wins, hopefully. Yep. We'll see. And let's see uh, tonight <laughs> against Utah Tech yep. <laughs> uh, on the BYU TV app. Okay, Varsity TV did a documentary called Holy Hip Hop, yep. which is like the greatest name uh, ever. <laughs> so um, it's out. What did you guys think of sort of what they showed of BYU, Abby? Um, it was fun, but I definitely think they might have, you know, intensified a little bit of the vibe. You see the trailer and you're just like, the Cougars are scary. Like, those are scary coaches. I don't want to be in that practice. Morgan's super scary. I'm just kidding. I, mean, I know Morgan. Our practices are intense, but I do think there was a little bit of TV involved, yeah. which is okay. It made it fun and exciting. Yeah, yeah we've never dramatized anything here either. Oh, never. But people right. should go watch it and check it out? Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it gives you a little bit of an inside scoop on what our – our nationals time looks like and yeah. what that preparation looks like and how we change from prelims to finals because there are alterations that happen because mm. we're in a subjective sport. And so the judges will give feedback, hey, we don't love your costumes or we don't love this type part of the dance and we need to change those things and make adaptations in order to win and improve. Wait, so do you have multiple costumes options just in case? <laughs> we wish. We no. wish. This year we, we did some cutting. To did switch it up. Some yep. gluing, some sewing. All the Seriously. parents were in there. Liz yep. Darger was in there helping. Liz was helping out? Oh, yeah. Wait, for a costume change. Yep. <laughs> this, is, this is like a, a prom for a yeah. senior <laughs> in Utah. Oh, shoot, I got to add a sleeve. No, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah the judges wild. didn't like the costumes, and we yeah. want to win, so we wanted to listen to the judges. So after prelims, we made some changes, and they liked it. Adapt they liked die. the changes, yeah. so... You, is that something you didn't expect? Like, no, wait a minute. We're thinking you'd come in on our routine. Costumes. That's, a, that's part of yeah. the deal. I think with being, you know, on top and being so great, you kind of have to have every little thing. Not necessarily perfect, but the best it can be. Mm -hmm. yes. And so when there's something to the judges that stands out and they're like, oh, we can't see your movement as well because of this vest. Oh, okay, like a good rational reason. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> then we make those we make those adjustments. Yes. We, we didn't like win. that uh, Pantone. Not cute. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Not cute enough. That's funny. Well, congratulations on uh, two national titles and going out on top. And uh, thanks for coming in the studio, Lauren and Abby. Thank you. Okay, check out uh, sixth ranked men's volleyball on Friday night and Saturday, both at 9 Eastern time. We're on the BYU TV app. Friday, if BYU wins both, they're the two seed in the MPSF tournament. But Stanford coming in hot. Just took down D GCU. Going to be a great weekend in the Smith Fieldhouse. Coming up, should Steve Young come back to campus as BYU's hype man? The video that has the proof. This is an award-winning BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What's up? Welcome back. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media. It's Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Yeah, we can always add some more. We're working on that. He is Jerem. I am Spencer. Let's whip it. 
Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Bill Steele projects zero Big 12 teams in the AP preseason top 10. Is this a bad thing for the Big 12 or a good thing for Brigham Young? This is an I don't care thing. It just... You don't care? It just doesn't matter. Like, Texas could very easily be included in the preseason top 10. I think they're that good. Maybe a little bit overhyped. Every Shocker! Year. But, no, it's just... When the actual AP poll comes out, if there's no Big 12 team in it, then maybe it's like, huh, maybe they don't have as much credibility as we think that the Big 12 should, but I expect at least one Big 12 team to end up in the top 10 when the season is over. Yeah, the preseason one doesn't matter as much as the postseason one. Uh, TCU was off the radar last year and went to the national title game, so who knows what happens. Hopefully one year BYU is the TCU. I hope BYU wins six games. I don't care how they get those six games, I just hope they win six games. If it includes beating a ranked team, awesome! Fantastic. If it's all unranked teams, I awesome. don't care. Because we're about to get P5 wins. Let's go. ESPN has released their early NFL fantasy football position rankings for 2023. In the running backs category, Tyler Algier, 29th. Jamal Williams, 36th. Running backs or not, which former BYU Cougar would be your first fantasy football pickup in 2023? Jamal Williams led the NFL in touchdown uh, rushing touchdowns last year. He's with the Saints now. Uh, still TBD on Alvin Kamara and what's going to happen, whether he gets yeah. suspended or not, right? Jamal Williams could be a touchdown machine for the Saints. Um, Taysom Hill is always an intriguing pick, although not a huge point scorer there. Um, you know, Tyler, I think, is going to have an increased load. I'd probably go with Tyler yep. not knowing exactly what the Alvin Kamara situation is with Jamal and the Saints. Yeah, Jamal Williams was an absolute beast in fantasy football last year. We're talking 16 touchdowns. That's a ton of fantasy football points. In fact, our fantasy football champion in my main league, like his cash cow was Jamal Williams. Jamal, like nice. he was the big scorer because yeah. he scored so many touchdowns. His role is going to, I think, shift significantly. And Taysom Hill is going to steal some of Jamal Williams' goal line touchdown runs, right? So if we're talking just fantasy football, like, perspective and ideology like if, if you really want to get that deep you should go with Tyler Algier who catches passes in a pass per reception league that's going to grant you more points Tyler's going to do I think more overall than Jamal Williams is going to be asked to do in New Orleans I think the workload is going to be a little heavier for Tyler Algier fun fact I don't play fantasy football yeah some people are like what you don't yeah. I don't really like it yeah. you know you know it's fun but it, it's time consuming it's time consuming. If you want to be really good at it, yeah. it takes time. And oh, I just, yeah. I don't you, like that part. If you do fantasy baseball, that is another level, uh, especially the daily. Chat GPT gave us the all-time basketball rankings yesterday we discussed. They gave us college football as well. You're listed at number 28. Okay. What do you think? I think that's pretty fair. Like, like I would definitely say BYU, historically speaking, is a top 30 program overall. They have a national championship. Percent. They yeah. have a Heisman Trophy winner. They have two Outland Trophy winners. They've got one of the Dope. greatest coaches in the history of the sport in Lavelle Edwards and his innovation. The Doak Walker Award winner. Yeah, BYU's done a ton yep. in their history. Yep. No, it's 28th, I think, spot on. I think that's a good spot. Um, I don't see a certain team on there. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, and, and what is this unique team that you are not seeing on the screen, Jerem? Pass. <laughs> ESPN's Joe Lenardi has released his first bracketology for 2024 college basketball. It features eight Big 12 teams. Yay! BYU was not included. Rude. <laughs> is this a good thing to have eight Big 12 teams in the early bracket? 
Uh, it is what it is. We know that this is going to be, as, as Mark Pope told me after the St. Mary's loss, uh, Mount Everest for BYU. So I assume it's the seven that made the journey plus Houston. I haven't looked at it, but I, I would assume this. Is it a good thing? <clears throat> I don't know if good's the right word for it, but it's a it's daunting. Well, BYU will have plenty of quad one win opportunities. Uh, a million. <laughs> I think BYU will have roughly 31 quad ones. <laughs> Can you imagine the regular season schedule? Well, non-conference 13. 18 quad no, ones. No, legitimately, BYU might play 16 quad one games. Quad one and two, the expectation in 18 games is that BYU will play something like 16. Quad one and two. That's crazy. There might be there might be a quad three on there if like UCF is uh, coming to Provo and they are <laughs> 124 80, or 85. Yeah, even if you're 80 and it's a home game, that's a quad three game. Right, if you're 76 plus, I think it's quad three at home. BYU golfer Keanu Aquina nails an eagle from way downtown at the Western Intercollegiate yesterday. This was awesome. In high school, he was a tremendous basketball player. Yes. Put up some buckets against Lamella Ball. So he gets buckets on the golf course too, huh? Look at this eagle. Uh, this is an incredible shot. I'm so glad that they were rolling on this. Is this Todd Miller on the camera? No, it's uh, well, the Golf Channel. I think Golf Channel had it, yeah. Well done, Keanu Aquina. So what happens the day after the Masters are done? Keanu Aquina's on the Golf Channel. Yeah. But nailing an eagle. Nailing an eagle. That's awesome. That's fantastic. He's a baller. We had him in the studio a couple years ago. He's awesome, man. Uh, to quote Keith Olbermann, never thought I'd do that on this show. From way downtown, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Brain? Mike Brain steal from Olbermann? I don't. What? Well, the bang. Yeah, like maybe. What? Yeah. Controversy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who stole it? Who said it first? Who stole it? Bream doesn't use it on the Knicks games. That's like an ABC thing. It's I've a, done oh, multiple okay. games with Bream. No bang. Okay. Or Knicks just didn't, didn't hit a clutch out down the stretch. I don't know. That could probably factor yeah, into it as well. Happen. Andrew Marchand of the New York Post says, watch Colorado as a candidate to defect to the Big 12. Yeah, we've heard all this before. But Jaron, when you hear about the buffs as the first potential domino and potential addition to go to the Big 12, what's your reaction? Wouldn't be shocked. They used to be in the league. Hasn't really worked out in the Pac-12. Not that interesting of a program right now, kind of nationally. Big 12 would probably be like, sure. We're just trying to pluck from you guys anyway. Start some dominoes here. Maybe we get some more. Why not? Give me We're still waiting all, on Gonzaga, by the way. Give me that one? all the prime time. Deion Sanders. Oh, he'll be there like two years. Deion Sanders. He'll be there very long. Even if it's only two years in the Big 12. Spence. Add to the, the drama. They wouldn't leave for a couple years. He'll be gone by the time they even get in the league. Uh, it might be a one-year thing. Maybe. Like, what? What? Deion or Colorado? Like, <laughs> both. If, yeah, if Colorado decided, you're right. It'd probably be like at the earliest 2024 entry. Like if it was determined now, right? Maybe. But if, it, if there's this chance that the What's Big 12 could, of rights? could Is it add... the current TV contract? Because then it wouldn't be till 25. I don't know. I don't know how that all works. But if there's a chance to have Deion Sanders coaching in the Big 12, give me Deion Sanders in the Big 12. Colorado ain't buying out like Oklahoma and Texas did one year. And even then, they only did one year. Right? Colorado doesn't have enough money to buy out things like Texas and Oklahoma right now. Yeah. Steve Young posted this video of him and Jerry Rice getting San Francisco Giants fans fired up at a game against the Dodgers. Yeah. Listen to this.
we never did that for LMU games here. Um, should BYU hire Steve as an in-game type guy for BYU athletic events? Getting into it. Yes. Like if Steve Young came back for like the initial Big 12 game and was like hyping up the crowd Friday night before Cincinnati, that would be epic. And buy my book about love. <laughs> no, love Steve. Um, I want that Giants jersey that he has on. Seeing the him, Steve Young baseball jersey. Seeing him in a Giants jersey is super weird. Because I just see him in a Niners jersey. You know what yeah, I mean? Or yeah. like a old cream school Bucks jersey. Like that, yeah. that jersey is sweet. That's cool. I'd take him as a hype guy. Why wouldn't we? He's a hype guy in a way on our show. I want him in the alumni game next year. That's Steve the next Young. step. Is that the sort of top of the mountain, by the way? Steve Young and Jim McMahon as yeah. the two quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were told the Giants beat the Dodgers 9-1. Oh, uh, Dodgers beat it. So Steve didn't do good enough. <laughs> you miss any it's your fault, Steve. It's your fault. It was Jerry's bad. <laughs> Shut up, Jerry. Parks and Rec. You miss any interviews, shows, or games, you can find them on BYUSN.com, the BYU TV app. Or is it Gary? I was going to say, I thought his name was Gary, Jerem. <laughs> Shut up, Gary. Content on demand. Luke, Luke Anderson. You know, you know. <laughs> Luke Anderson of BYU Baseball, guest of the program yesterday, had five hits on Saturday, which lends itself perfectly to a top five Tuesday. Yes, it does. Which hits next, pun intended. Mm. This is BYU Sports. Finally a pun intended from you. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Luke Anderson with his first home run of the year. Two at-bats and two home runs. And what a day for Luke Anderson. It's a three home run day for Luke Anderson. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B. Let's roll out Top 5 Tuesday featuring the guy you just saw. All five hits from Luke Anderson's unforgettable day against San Francisco. Number five, a double to left field in the fifth. Cooper Vest is on the show. Last week brought Anderson home later in the inning to give the Cougars a four-run lead. The last two baseball guests on BYUSN. And this is the least of these, our brethren. Oh, a double. Interesting. All right, number four. Let's go ground rule double in the seventh inning, which had it not gone out of play, may have been a triple. Yeah, I think so. This hit made it five for five for Anderson on the day. All five hits good for extra bases. This double also notched Luke his sixth RBI of the day. Did you see him kind of, so when he swings, look at this. He's like, it's gone. Oh, wait, I got to run. Number three, Anderson's second home run in the third inning. First home run. Just two innings earlier, coming up in a second. This is a solo shot to center. Deepest part of the park. What up, Gary Pullins? Extends BYU's lead to 3-0. Number two brings on the first home run for Anderson on Saturday. And we should note, the first of his BYU career, giving BYU an early 2-0 lead in the game. I literally walked in kind of on that main space as you see it like centered up. As, as that was happening. And nice. I was like, oh yeah, let's go. High five my kids. And little did I know what kind of day we were about to have. And number one, the home run, the third one, in the sixth, already tuned to homers, full count, blasted to the pine trees, brought in Easton Jones for two runs, tied for the second most home runs, the three in a game in BYU history. First three homer games since 2017 overall, and first three homer game by a Cougar at Miller Park since 98. Woo! What a day. Yes, into the pines, dare I say wayward pines for San Francisco. Nice. Well done, <laughs> Hilltoppers. Okay, BYU Baseball, again, hosts Utah Tech tonight. Miller Park, 8 Eastern time on the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. 
Let's see if Luke Anderson can keep it going. He leads BYU in a bunch of stuff offensively. He's from St. George. He's got homies on Utah Tech. This game matters. Oh, beat BYU in the first game. Yeah, meeting. well, Luke didn't play hardly at all in well, the first Luke game. Skywalker Anderson yeah. is back. Yeah. Up next, what's your toughest three-game stretch on the 2023 BYU football schedule? More of your responses next is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Oh, Miller Park, so pretty. Both teams going tonight. BYU Sports Nation on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. You're going to need them tonight for softball and baseball. Listen to the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, what is the toughest three-game stretch on the BYU football fall schedule? We gave you our answers. If you missed them, go oh, back and listen to the show. So I can't use the three practices this week. Is that you can't do off that. the board now? Coach Jerome cannot do that. If I were in a visor or something. <laughs> Tuck in my shirt. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> you have to tuck it in with, like, vigor, yeah, okay? Yeah, I got plenty of vigor. It's all good. <laughs> Caleb McKay from Instagram says, I'm tempted to say BYU's last three games, but BYU gets two of them at home. Because yeah. of that, I'd say TCU, Texas Tech, and Texas. Mm. Even though Tech is probably a game BYU should win, yep. BYU could also easily drop it in a midseason skid. Now, the reason I didn't include TCU, because I went Texas Tech, Texas, West Virginia. Yeah. What's your problem? Like, BYU has a bye before the TCU game. So that, there's a little yes. bit of a breather there, yes. which is why I didn't want to include TCU. Like, they get, I'm glad they get to play TCU coming off of a bye. But after you take on TCU, then you got to come home for one against Texas Tech and then go on the road to Austin and Morgantown. Yikes. I need BYU to be 4-1 and one at the bye week. I, this I would look, love that. The three and two. More than sure. likely, it's three and two. Three, yeah, three and two is likely. Um, two and zero oh is super likely. So we're hoping BYU can go two and one in those next three at Arkansas, um, and then Kansas at Kansas and home Cincinnati. Four and one. Four and one is like the ideal. Four and scenario. one, you're getting to seven plus wins. Yep. Because uh, you're gonna win three down the stretch. Yeah, let's go. Add Grizzfather. I'm going to go with the opening of Big 12 play. Okay. Uh, at Kansas, home Cincinnati, then at TCU. Two road games there. Now, I could see that argument, too, of like, oh, here we go, dipping our feet in the Big 12 pool. At Kansas, like, you guys are better at football now. You're not an automatic win. Uh, hopefully they become an automatic win <laughs> in the future. But Cincinnati at home, is, Cincinnati's a really good program. They, they were the best G5 program yeah. in the last couple of years. Obviously made the playoff in 21, nine NFL picks. They're, they're trying to figure it out a little bit with new coaching staff. New head coach, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then TCU at TCU. Hey, familiar place, but for nobody on the BYU roster, like just us that yeah. watch. Um, I'm trying to think if there's, like, for Harvey Yunga, he would have played there, right? But most of the other guys probably didn't have No ties yet. to TCU. Like, Kalani might have played at TCU in the WAC, maybe, or something. Once Gary before. Patterson's not walking through that door, okay? And his vigor tucking in. See, right? he was at Texas last year as a <laughs> – was Gary Patterson a likable Randy Bennett? I like Gary Patterson, and I like his son, Cade, who's a BYU student at That's one what point. I'm saying. But, like, kind of quirky, uh, unique uh, fashion. Yes. He was a likable Randy Bennett. I would love Gary Patterson to be, like, if he, like, he was on, he was on Texas's staff, Jerem, last yeah. year. Yeah. If, if BYU, like, had Gary Patterson on the staff running, like, helping out things yeah. as, like, a defensive analyst, that would be amazing. Texas has that. Do it. 
right? Awesome. Pony up. Uh, I, I don't mind the Grizzfather answer. I just think the bye week is why I didn't choose that as the toughest three-game stretch. Like, there's a bye before TCU. And I think we think that Kansas and Cincinnati, especially at home on a short week for them coming west, is are two of the easier games on the schedule. Not saying easy, just easier. Yeah. At Jimmy Chess says, uh, the West Virginia game is in the worst possible location and time on the schedule. I couldn't agree more. Early November, after you play Texas. Could be crispy. Like, <laughs> the Hornets' nest awaits, Keaton Slovis and I need BYU. my sister and a fam to be at that game. They live in West Virginia. All right. <clears throat> Our elite voice of the day, presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated, comes from at Jeremiah underscore Hale. Oh, I this is this. good. This is good. He says, these three games. <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> at Oklahoma State and the Big yeah! 12 championship on December Jeremiah 2nd. Jeremiah has vision. <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome, man. Oh, the Big 12 title We just game. chuckle. We, we laugh because it's so ridiculous. But we all kind of are like, maybe. Oh, what, what if? <laughs> this year? <laughs> That'd be awesome. It would be, That'd be awesome. It would be TCU. Bring this clip TCU back to the documentary. Of last year. Not even BYU's daily show, guys. Don't think <laughs> With the NFL Films voice guy. Yep. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. about to the Cougarettes dancers for not only winning the championships, but as they told us, they had to adjust the wardrobe. BYU senior associate AD Liz Darger in there, parents. Mid competition, like okay, between so this routines is before. And now, stuff. now you see after. Yeah. yeah. How about that? That's fun, incredible. Fun conversation. Our thanks to today's guests, Lauren Billings Gamble and Abby Kelly. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. This and all our shows are on demand on BYUSN.com. For Jeremy Spencer, shout out to former Cougarette captain Brindy McCleary Garner. Stay tuned right here on nice. BYU TV and BYU Radio for today's BYU devotional featuring Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Go Cougs!